This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's the MLWZ Kiro Kwan, representing the Contra Unit, and we're here with Wrestling POV's Global Entertainment Podcast. This is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. to do some wrestling POV global. Wow. It's a new year, Elio, and I'm trying to be a little more calmer and a little more nicer. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, people, can you believe we have faces? For those of you who are watching us on the video portion, we've gone all high tech. That's right. We went into the yep. future. We ride up Cybertron. We, uh, Skynet has fallen. And as a result, we're also going to be doing a video version of the show, which you're going to see how awkwardly the will things I do with my hands, whatever. But anyways, <laughs> Elio, do not pick your nose once during the show. No. Okay. All right, folks, welcome to WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, my ever bubbly, ever handsome, ever drunk, co-host, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio. What's going on? How many six packs deep are you today, my friend? <laughs> I can't even keep track. I know. I lost count. I, you know what, folks? I know that sounds a lot, but bear in mind, Elio did drop out of school at grade two, so maybe he doesn't can't count that high. So who knows? We, I'm not saying anything. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm hallucinating. Anyways, Elio, it's a new year. We've yep. got we've got to wrap up and put to bed the year that was 2019 of wrestling for for global, anyways. Mm -hmm. So I think, first of all, let's start off with our, well, it's not really a poll. What we're going to talk about, first of all, is the match of the year. Yep. We went into our vault. We had a whole bunch of matches. We whittled them down between the two of us. We came down to a <laughs> final decision. And folks, we also opened up a bit of a, I'm hesitant to say poll, more like, I guess in a way it was a poll, where we wanted the folks, you folks, to take the two matches that we picked and to vote and maybe make comments if you wanted. And uh, the vote would only count if me and Elio disagreed on the final two, and we would use it as a tiebreaker. Well, it looks like all of us were on the same table because me and Elio agreed on the match, but so did you fans. A majority of you picked that. 71% of you picked the match that we picked, Okay. Now, the two contenders were a last man standing match that happened on NXT UK at last year's uh, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, which featured Joe Coffey taking on Dave Mastiff, which was an excellent match, which uh, for me and Elio really shocked us because these were two guys going in that we cared nothing about. And they ended up being, they kind of won us over with this, you know? They, they kind of convert me. I mean, what did, what did you? How, how did you feel going in, Elio, about these two guys? Uh, knowing that uh, the way we felt about these guys, um, I wasn't really expecting uh, what we got from that match. How did you feel about uh, Joe Coffey going into this? Uh, I wasn't a fan of Joe Coffey or Gallus, and uh, not really a fan of uh, Dave Master. But after coming out of this match, uh, I started getting behind him. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's face it, Joe Coffey, I always thought he was just this kind of too small. He's like, he's bigger in build, but he's a small guy. 
mm-hmm. he just seems like an angry little troll. <laughs> you know? And I then thought Dave, it was Joey Devlin. And Dave Mastiff seems like Braun Strowman's fat little brother. <laughs> you know? And so I didn't expect a lot going in, but the 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 high quality caliber of this match was like, it did win us. And we, and as it's gone on, as the years progressed, uh, we've had a much more, uh, a better look at Gallus. Yep. And and we've had a better, and, and Dave Mastiff has stayed in our good books because he's been performing well. Gotta say, Gallus has pulled some sneaky crap the last little weeks that made <laughs> us both kind of go, I don't know. But that was the first match. The second match was Will Ospreay, Versus Kazuchika Okada from the G1 Climax. Yep. Uh, and folks, me and Elio did agree. We picked Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so did 71% of you. Terrific match. Uh, yes, a little more acrobatics, a little more uh, movement. Not exactly the hardcore wrestling thing you got out of uh, out of coffee and, um, and Mastiff. But you know what? I want to take a quick look at two of the comments that came in uh, out of there. One of them was yeah. Rob Campbell, who said, the spot show gets more votes than the wrestling does. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say, Rob Campbell, I don't agree with that. That was not a spot show. Oh, Will Ospreay, that, that was, yes. That was a great match. It's a great I mean, match. Especially when, especially when they were in at the entrance. We, uh, Will Ospreay did that crazy jump from the top of the entrance. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, with all the craziness things that did happen, it all was part of a cohesive story, and it all had a it all had a progression and a movement. Uh, mm-hmm. Will Osprey didn't just simply do something, and then Okada no sold it, and they did a hundred million movers like the Young Bucks, and nobody sold anything, and nothing made sense. Right. Everything that even the crazy stuff that Osprey did in this actually made sense and made a story. And Okada, I mean, the guy's incredible. Kazuchika Okada had a great year. Uh, of course, you're going to hear later on, he started off the year not so great. But I'm going to say I really like that match. And I look forward. I, I really hope that Will Ospreay makes that jump over to heavyweight sometime. I'm tired of seeing him fight the lightweights. Yeah. You know? So that was the vault we had this year. And you know what, folks? The exciting part is Elio has told me that he has a nomination for this year's vault. I to start have a nomination. Yep, yes, I do. And we're going to get into that when we get into New Japan directly for the year, okay? <laughs> but let's just say, folks, we had a pretty tremendous year. All kinds of crazy news going on. Companies coming and, and, and uh, you know, like AEW starting the year off is this exciting thing that will happen. Kind of faltering and petering a little bit. <laughs> <here's the end. laughs> right? Uh, NXT jumping out of the shadows and becoming a giant thing to compete directly against AEW. Um, I got to say, uh, over this last year, I have become a massive fan of WWE NXT UK. I, we started the year off. I didn't know any of these people. I was a little bit like, am I going to like this? It's one of the programs I really look forward to every year. Yep. Uh, we look at MLW, which had kind of a rough year. It started off with us the first six months of me and you enjoying so much that was going on. And then months of like, what is this dreck? Well, we know who to blame for that. Jimmy Havoc. No. Well, let's face it. And then he dragged Demance Warner down with him. Uh, you know, uh, at the end, MLW starting to make a bit of strides for a comeback. So hopefully that'll keep on the same track. We looked at companies like Impact, where we kind of touched in the beginning of looking at them, but we just got so sick of the garbage <laughs> that yeah. I, I don't it's, even watch it at all. It's man. still going on. 
Yeah, and it makes me sad because there's wrestlers who I am uh, friends and big fans of. Um, you know, Gamma Singh Jr., uh, Jordan Grace, tremendously good. Eddie Edwards is another wrestler who I think is just wasted on a terrible, terrible program. Um, then we looked at ROH. ROH, which had been I, Elio, I've been such an ROH fan over the years. I used to order the videotapes. Yep. You know. Which is a bit of, you know, I know in the U.S. a lot of you will be going, well, that's not a big deal. It kind of is in Canada back at the time. It took a while for these things to get to us. They had to go through customs, yeah. you know. Uh, but I did it. And I ordered those things. And the year started off really hard for ROH. They lost a lot of talent who went over to what is now AEW. And um, it seemed like they did not recover the full year. And a lot to the point where we had also been covering the ROH program, the weekly program. It got crappier and crappier. Then they tried all these different uh, changes to it. But yeah, they, they tried doing a magazine show, and you know your product is and is bad when the best thing about it is the host. Yes, you know, <laughs> seriously. Um, in the end, I miss uh, Quinn. Well, yes, you're so in love with that young lady. I, I don't blame you, Galio. She's she's your height. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> It ended up that ROH came to the point where me and Elio just was, it was becoming a chore. Now we do this show because we want to cover for you people what's good, what's exciting, what we like to watch and share with you. And when ROH got to the point where it was sort of a chore, neither of us wanted to watch it anymore. We didn't want to share that with people. Once again, ROH has got some tremendously great wrestlers there. Uh, you know, you got Silas Young, PCO, Matt Taven, um, and what's that dude you really love? Uh, Kenny King, I think. You know, uh, they got you're shows. mistaken, oh. sir. I am mistaken. And I, I <laughs> anyone who hires Kenny King is mistaken. But anyways, um, as it is, that show has fallen off our radar. And it's not a show we track anymore. Uh, but we're going to get to the shows we covered this year. Now, we're not going to waste the time on our first edition talking about and news like signings and stuff. There's lots of signings everywhere, especially in New Japan, people re-signing. There's nothing spectacular. There's nothing going to jump at you. Ric Flair didn't sign AEW. <laughs> uh, John Cena didn't show up in New Japan. None of that kind of crap. So uh, there really isn't any earth-shaking news that you're going to hear about today. So we're not going to cover any kind of thing like that. But we're going to set up next week's poll. And Elio... Yes. You're the one who suggested this poll. Please sh tell the people what exactly the poll is for the week. Okay, so AEW has uh, been talking about possibly bringing an, an on-camera role, a commissioner-type role on air. So my poll for the week is, do you think AEW really needs an on-air commissioner-type role? <laughs> I'm giving away my vote. Yeah, but hey, <laughs> That is some deep WWE crap, and it sure seems like AEW <laughs> into, digs into the WWE toilet every now and then and tries to steal an idea. So it would not surprise me, Elio. It would not surprise me whatsoever. Um, that'll have to be a topic we get into someday when we do a hot topic. And uh, Actually, you know what? Uh, let's do a hot topic right now. You, you've inspired me. The okay. hot topic today is exactly going to be that between you and me. Oh. We're going to talk about that. Right. Do you think that AEW should have an ongoing commissioner type authority figure? Mm. Elio, what do you think? Tell me why or why not that should happen. I think the authority type figure has been done to death. We've seen it with WWE and in the past, and um, it can only go so far before 
against Dale. So I'm gonna go with no. They shouldn't have. We don't. You don't need one. It's basically the same as having a general manager. Sooner or later, it's gonna get. It's gonna run its course. Right, but is there no uh, upside to before it runs its course? Now, now you know what. I'm going to play the devil's advocate, folks, because I was hoping Elio was going to say he thought that was a good idea, and then I could squish him like a bug. But <laughs> he took my route, so I am going to turn the tables, and I'm going to defend something that I don't really believe, but I'm going to tell you the reasons why it could work. Why? It, what is the idea of having an on-roll commissioner? Well, you have somebody who can work the cameras really well, a character who can progress storylines that are maybe awkward. Because let's face it, sometimes wrestling storylines are awkward as hell. But okay. the authority figure guy can set up matches that make uh, feuds. You know, uh, Think of when Mick Foley was the general manager yeah, of Raw. But then it depends on who the authority figure is. Like Mick Foley worked right? because he was a, he was a, like cool, he was like the laid back type. But then he had someone like Eric Bischoff, who was mm-hmm. a general manager. But, and no, no one, no one really liked Derek Bischoff. Well, except AEW, the heels, maybe. Well, AEW is struggling. What if you ended up with a Mick Foley type of character that would have that effect? Maybe that is uh, a, a definite plus. Um, I, just as an example, and uh, I didn't want to talk too much about it, but okay, the, on tonight's episode of AEW, they had uh, the opening match had Adam uh, Page. Uh, teaming up with Kenny Omega to take on, um, what is that called? Uh, the party something? Uh, private party. Private party. Now, did you see, at first I didn't understand, as Adam Page walked out, they had a little graphic across the screen. And on the graphic it said, he will not pay private party $12. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is that about, right? But then they cut to this goofy little backstage vignette where a uh, private party tried to charge adam page twelve dollars for some drink and he got mad and said he kicked both their asses <laughs> and somebody said oh well, they told him we'll find a partner and that is an awkward setup okay yep. it was kind of dumb although i gotta admit it was funny to have the graphics saying he will not pay the twelve dollars <laughs> and then explain it later which i thought was funny at that point but the mm-hmm. actual awkwardness is setting that up but you can always start, uh, you know, the, the, the hands-on, cool commissioner guy, Al, uh, uh, William Regal. Um, they're the kind of guys, or even the guys on UK, Sid Scala and... Um, Johnny Saint. Who says, like, one word. <laughs> Anyways. Um, why is he the commissioner? Anyways. Um, those kind of guys manage to uh, make the show flow and make uh, feuds and things start by their decisions. Instead of the awkward, let's have a fake bar set up in the back, or you know what I mean? So I guess I could see the reason for it. Um, it, it, it's a, it has a possibility of working. It has a possibility. Uh, AEW is struggling right now. And, something. Uh, so that could be a thing. But in the very ultimate end, I kind of agree with you. I'm sick of seeing the, the fake. We, I, ooh, well, I think we have a wrestling match breaking out. Um, <laughs> there's no wrestling match breaking out. That was the delivery driver saying he he stiffed him for some beers. So I'm sure Elio will deal with that after the show. But uh, I could see why people think it's a good idea to have this authority figure. But I'm just sick of it. it it's just it's so played out to me. But uh, a lot of wrestling isn't catered to me. It's catered to a lot of new fans who haven't seen this before. Mm-hmm. And 
you know what? Maybe it works for them. So, folks, take the time to vote on Elio's poll this week. Do you think AEW needs to have a on-camera personality who is the authority figure slash general manager slash guy who gets stuff done? Or is that just a played-out concept that, no, nah, we don't need that crap at all? <laughs> you guys vote. Send us your comments. Maybe you think Elio's drunk as ever. Maybe you think I'm just <laughs> as brilliant as ever. Phone in and stroke our eagles. I mean, phone in or write in, whatever you guys do. And how do you write in? How do you write in? I'll tell you. Facebook, uh, WPOV Wrestling. Or is that right? Wrestling, wrestling Podcast. POV Podcast. Yes. Uh, Instagram. At Wrestling POV One. Ooh, and Twitter. Get out the Twitter and machine. Wrestling, wrestling POV. MySpace. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Okay. And nobody know we do not have grinder accounts. You quit saying that puppet. I know that puppet has said that a few times, trying to accuse me of that. But uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, write in. We're really interested in uh, what you have to say about this. And uh, also, you know what? If if uh, other uh, as we've named our independent, or I guess today say independent, non WWE, and I guess it doesn't count with UK. But you know what? The global pick of the match of the year. If you thought we were crazy off the hook wrong, which you'd be stupid if you thought that because <laughs> we're brilliant. Yeah. Um, Yep. Uh, just send a comment. Tell us what you think of uh, the matches. Maybe there's a match you think we 100% missed. Is there any matches, fans, that we didn't pick in our, our uh, top eight that we uh, whittled down? Is there a match we totally missed that you think is better than all those? By all means, write it down. Show us. And, hey, maybe you can convince us. And if not, we will just mock the crap out of you so much, you'll wish you never commented. <laughs> so... Moving along, let's take a look at New Japan because this is the big thing for the global network, okay? All right, New Japan. Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. First of all, Elio, it was a two-night event. Did that oh. work for you? For me, it felt like I was watching two different shows. I mean, like, if it was uh, just one night, uh, a four-hour event like it always is, it would have been one thing, but... Uh, two nights and just felt like two different shows. And okay. I, I actually, I liked the night one uh, a lot better. I gotta say, I have to agree with you. The night one did feel a little stronger. Mm -hmm. um, but what about the fact of you wouldn't have been able to do the, what did they call it? The double dash for the, you know, like. New Year's dash. No, 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 no. The, 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 how you, if the one night, the two winners of the, would go on to face each other. I think oh, they called the it. Oh, the dual champions. Yeah. They called it the double dash or something like that. The double championship dash. And oh. the whole point was whoever came out as intercontinental champion would take on the winner of the, uh, the world championship the next night. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do that kind of thing in a one night thing. Would hardly be fair. Okay. But especially since these kind of matches usually last like 40 minutes, you can't expect, uh, you know, two guys to go out there and do over 80 minutes <laughs> in the one night. Uh, I do agree with you. Um, for what it lacked in that pizzazz, there wasn't that pizzazz of a WrestleMania type or, or the Wrestle Kingdoms we saw of the past, you know, that pageantry. Yep. But the quality of wrestling over the two nights, I think, was stronger than if you tried to have that much wrestling in one night. But then, who would have made eight hours of wrestling? So, yeah. a little of this, a little of that. Um, first of all, for night one. Uh, now, I know that uh, both of us enjoyed it a little bit much more. You said that you had 
And I agree with you. You, you. you told me before, you said you wanted to put a match into the vault. It'll be our first match to go in the vault of the yep. year. What match was it for you, buddy? I'm going to put Kazushika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. Off the hook match. Off the hook match. Um, it was, for me, I really enjoyed that match. Uh, it was probably my tied for first favorite match of the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other match won't make it to the vault. It, it didn't even have giant consequences behind it. But the match I really, really enjoyed a lot, too, was Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. And as much as I can't stand Zack Sabre Jr.'s attitude <laughs> and the cockiness about him, his matches are always so damn interesting because he makes people wrestle his style. And his style yeah. is a lot different than what everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first night also had uh, uh, John Moxley. I, this surprised me, buddy. Um, oh, man. Who Moxley? Oh, Juice Robinson. For Juice the, Robinson. Yeah. For the, for the uh, no, 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 sorry. Lance no, that Archer. Was, that was night two. Night. He night faced night, Lance yeah. Archer on night one. For beating Lance Archer for the belt, for the yeah. uh, uh, United I, States Championship. For the yeah. United States Championship, it was like, man, I did not see that. I did not think New Japan would go with John Moxley. You know, actually, yeah. What I did was I went to over when I got all the results. I kind of put the table together. I put one column for your picks and one column for my picks, and we both tied it five each. We both okay. have five, five predictions correct. Well, you know what? Let's go over these predictions. It's been a while since we did this, and uh, okay, I, I have been. Just... I've been into the. I've been into the uh, Jamaican rum cake, so my memory <laughs> isn't the greatest, but. Uh, Go over those predictions. What predictions did we make that were uh, first do night one? Night one. Okay, let me just uh, get night one. Um, so for it was uh, Finn Juice versus Grills of Destiny. We both picked Finn Juice. Yeah, and we got that. That was that was actually a pretty good match. I feel bad for Grills of Destiny. They always just seem to be floating around. And then for. Uh, for the second one, it was uh, John Moxley versus Lance Archer. You picked John Moxley. I went with Lance Archer. And and I only picked Moxley. I didn't really think he was going to win. But remember, I played the devil's advocate <laughs> once again. So I did win it, but I only wanted if this was a contest because deep down inside, I yep. did not think New Japan would go with him. Then the, uh, we had Will Osprey versus Hiromu Takahashi. Okay. We both, we both picked Takahashi on that one. It just seemed like the story made sense. Yep. The returning uh, injured guy coming in and doing the thing. Was that all of the night one picks we, we both uh, There's two more. There's Tetsu Naido versus Jay White. I went with Jay White. You went with Naido. Yes, because I really believe this year was the year that Naido would win both belts. And uh, Kota Ibushi versus Kazusha Okada. You went with Kota Ibushi. I picked Okada. I was wrong on that one. I expected it to be a Naido Abushi night. Did not happen. Okay. So um, first night, some really good stuff. Uh, some, there was, uh, you know, like, let's face it. Not every match was great. Like the, ju- the Jushin Liger stuff was like, it's all sentimental. Yep. It was not very good. Great wrestling. You know, it's a bunch of really old dudes that should have retired a while ago. Most of them. Mm-hmm. So that, that was there, but you know what? There was some really interesting stuff. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go to night two. 
Okay, night two was uh, Phantasmo and Ishimori. Uh, who who did they face on night two? Uh, Shonyo. Okay, that's right. Yeah, they faced Rapungi 3K, and uh, we both picked Phantasmo and Ishimori to win. And they that, lost. Yeah. And I can't believe that. I mean, really, Shonyo, how many times? These guys win the belt, and then they lose it. Like the next <laughs> night, usually, at New Year's Dash, you know, like... Oh, okay. Then we had Sin Sonata and Zack Saber. You picked Sonata. I went with Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, you know what? Save that was a very great match. I liked it a lot. Uh I should have went with Saber. You had it. You had a good, better pick. I thought it would be Sonata's night. At least they played it off though that it was a very slippery win. Like Sonata, just he wasn't really conclusively beaten down. It was just like he slipped up for a second and yeah. Zack stole the win. Then we had Hiroki Goto and Kenta. You went with Goto, I picked Kenta. Now, I felt that finally it would be Goto's turn to to rise up, and he did. It was that was actually that was a very good match, folks. Uh, very hard hitting stuff. And then we had um Hiroshi Tanahashi and Chris Jericho. You went with Tanahashi, I picked Jericho. Yeah. Deep down inside, uh, remember if you guys look back at the episodes, I was actually like, who gives a crap? Yeah. Um, a terrible match. Terrible match. I, 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 I thought about this, and I'm not digging Chris Jericho's wrestling these days. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I've never really dug Tanahashi. I, I, you know, I wasn't around for his glory, glory days. I've seen him now the last couple of years as this kind of broken up dude who's always like fighting through things. And it's just like, I don't get it. I don't have the sentimentality behind him. So I don't really care about his matches very much unless he's fighting someone I really enjoy. So, all right, what else we got? Uh, That was the last one because we couldn't pick the other ones because they were all to be determined. Right. So, you know what, folks? Uh, In the end, it came down to Kazuchika Okada uh, coming in as the IWGP world champion. And... uh, uh, I was going to say Tanahashi because he was stuck Tetsu, up Tetsu Naido. Tetsuya Naido coming in as the Intercontinental Champion and Naido becoming the first man to hold both titles at the same time. Mm. Interesting stuff. Um, my The only thing, I rewatched that match this morning and I got to say it's an okay match but it's not a solid match. It's not like spectacular. Right. I, there, I would... There's two or three other uh, are the two nights. There's two or three other matches I definitely rate higher. One you already put in the vault. Um, I think it could have been a better match. I think it could have been a much better match, and it wasn't. So I'm gonna have to say that uh, it was okay. Fans maybe watch it, but I'd rather you watch Kota Ibushi and Okada, and I'd rather you watch Zack Saber Jr. and uh, and Sonata. Way yep. better matches. Yep. So this year's uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, yeah. In the end. I'm going to say this, that because of the time differences, because of how hard it is to stay up to watch it and stuff like that, having it over two nights really didn't make it feel like a giant WrestleMania type event. Yeah. It felt like two nights of cards. And uh, which is sad because Wrestle Kingdom has been that feel of something spectacular. It's like the same reason me and you stay up and watch so many of the G1 Climax things, you know, Uh, (laughs) because it's an event. Well, it didn't feel like an event this this time and i think that suffered a bit um new japan looks like it's been having problems trying to do some kind of excursion in the u.s things have been setting back i think this kind of thing may set you back a little bit the two night things americans don't translate well it's hard enough to get north americans to watch wrestling for one night 
then make them watch it over two nights, you know, four plus hours each. That's a that's a heavy call. So, uh, anyways, well, that wraps up our 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 new Japan portion of the program. Um, I think maybe uh, I think we probably have time. Do you want to do some NXT uh, UK Cardiff uh, picks? Oh, we yeah, we we have some bit of time. We can uh, do the takeover Blackpool. All right. Well, I know you have the list. Uh, you go over it, and we will talk what we feel is going to happen and what should happen. Because sometimes what should happen isn't what's going to happen. Okay. Start, so, start backwards. Start backwards. We'll, we'll make it the main event, the last part. Work your way from backwards. Yeah. Okay. So, first on the card, we have Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. Uh, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? You want uh, No, I'm going to go with that Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate? I'm going to go with Tyler Bate, and I just want to say I'm sick of Jordan Devlin. I'm not sure what anybody sees in this guy, because what we've seen him in UK, this is the big mouth. He runs away a lot. I don't see a lot of cool stuff out of him. There's a lot better heels. Uh, he's definitely the chicken shit annoying heel. I mean, you, you show, you've shown me uh, matches uh, from the independents, and uh, even as a... Uh, even as a good guy, I, I just don't buy it. So he he may be better as a heel, but he's still terrible. I don't like him. Yeah, yeah, I don't like him either. I'm going to go with Tyler Bate with you on this one. All right, next one. Okay, then we have Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're interested in this one. Uh, Eddie Dennis hasn't done anything for me. And I Trent Seven... I see where this goes. Uh, yeah, but you said that about... Uh, what was that girl... Uh, Tegan Knox, you were just so excited to see her. Remember how let down you were when you finally did? <laughs> wow, well, look, look at Nina Samuels. She let me down a long time ago. Dude, I knew she was going to be a let down the moment I saw her. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm not going to pick one for this. I'll let you pick because I really don't care. Trent Seven, he's a tag team better as a, than a singles. He's not that great on his own. And this Eddie Dennis guy does nothing for me. I'm not even interested in what he's going to do. He doesn't. He doesn't even show me enough to make him interesting to me. So maybe this match will do the same. Maybe it'll be like Coffee and Mastiff. Maybe I'll come out of there with a better uh, understanding or backing of these two. But for now, I'm abstaining and not picking anything. Okay, Who do you I'm pick? Just, I'm just going to go with uh, Dennis. Just yeah, that's who do I pick? Okay. And and do note from a booking pr- uh, point of view. That if Trent Seven loses, it doesn't cost him anything. If Dennis loses, that's devastatingly bad. Because he's such an unknown quantity, it stops any movement. Trent Seven, he's got enough goodwill built up, and he's not really a threat for any titles that he can afford to drop this match. Okay. So then we have, for the NXT UK Women's Championship, Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper Niven. Uh, I'm going to go with Piper Niven. Who are you going yep. for? Piper Niven. Okay. Uh, my explanation is simply that uh, Kaylee Ray is, once again, the, the chicken shit heel who you just don't care. She doesn't elicit enough to make make you care enough about her. She just gets in and stirs other people, and not even to the point where you you respect her for it. It's more like, eh, okay. So, yeah, I... Uh, I and Tony Storm, the, especially the way she's been booked lately, we're gonna like get that. Gonna, we're, we're gonna get that heel turn. Yeah, we're gonna get a heel turn out of her. Uh, Piper Niven, uh, I'll talk about it when we get to the NXT program. 
But uh, I'm not going to say what happened and and what why I respect her more. But I'm going to say after what happened in this week's television thing, finally I respect her a little more, and I'm looking forward to her being champion. I know she kind of re- represents you know the bigger plus size girls and yeah. uh, and the people struggling with that, and that's great. Good honor. Yeah, it's like when uh, they gave it to the chicken. Uh, who was the NXT chick that uh, they let win the big girl? Remember, she was champion for a little while. Uh, the Rock's uh, niece or whatever. Nia Jax. Yeah, Nia Jax. You know, she did that for a while. I'm the yeah. big beautiful girl who's doing yeah. it for all the other big beautiful girls. And and it was, you know, it's a nice thing. I mean, it doesn't translate to very much of a long reign, but it does show something, right? Just like hey, just like um, Rey Mysterio when he won, it was for to show you that anyone under five feet tall could live. Anyways, go on. <laughs> okay, so then we have a fatal four-way for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. It's Gallus versus Imperium versus uh, South Wales Subculture versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay. I think <laughs> I know you pretty well, Elio, and I know you're not stupid. I know me and you both think Imperium of is definitely walking away with the belts. It's, uh, it's not going to be a good night for Gallus. Well, not only that, you know, Gallus is the only credible team. The other two teams, uh, Morgan, the sub uh, Webster and uh, Andrews, Andrews. Uh. They're, they're terrible. They're terrible. And uh, what is the other team? Um, the Grizzled uh, Young Veterans. Okay, if anyone has listened to the show, you know how we feel about the Grizzled Young Veterans. It's just freaking terrible. It's just terrible. And Gallus, well. Gallus is even weaker without Joe Coffey on the team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I'm going to say this. The reason uh, we discussed this uh, a little bit before we went on air. I picked Imperium because I think it makes more sense that Imperium is going to be ending up the team that fights uh, uh, the uh, Undisputed they, Era. The Undisputed Era. And it makes sense to have them go in as champions mm-hmm. because Undisputed Era has all the NXT championships it just looks super cool having all the champions versus all the champions. And, and finally, our main event. Our main event, Walter defending the NXT UK Championship against Joe Coffey. Okay. We know from reading comic books that there's possibility <laughs> of the multiverse. That for, there is multiple, multiple versions where anything can happen. But I can confidently tell you, folks, that in the billions, quadrillions, the, the bazillions of different dimensions, Joe Coffey never wins against Walter. That's nope. just ridiculous. Uh, I think maybe he's going to give Walt, Walter a bit. Oh, sorry, Walter. He's going to give Walter <laughs> a bit of a uh, a bit of a run. But I don't think for any time are we ever going to feel that Walter's going to lose the title. It's, it's not going to happen. No. Nope. Uh, hopefully, uh, Coffee can make it a two years in a row that he shows us something that we're not going to relegate him back down to the laughing stock that we used to think he was. But hey. The week's early. We'll find out, folks. Elio, any last comments about Cardiff? Uh, you keep saying Cardiff is Blackpool. Is it Blackpool? It's takeover Blackpool. Ah, England's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's England. It's London South, London West, London. No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I just got Cardiff stuck in my mind. Blackpool? That's got to be made up. There's a Liverpool, Blackpool. Is there a green pool, a kidney pool? Uh, pocket pool. There's all kinds of pools. I don't care what kind of pool. We're going to Blackpool. What do you think? You shut up, Bellio. You tell me what you think. <laughs> I think we should uh, go with, go to break. I think that you and Nina Samuels are going to end up as 
uh, Facebook romances. Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you think of that? Well, actually, probably like he's kind of attractive. <laughs> Anyhow, mistaken. Oh no, no, no! I seen the way you looked at Nina Sam. He's like, mm, I love that fifty-year-old woman in tights. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Elio's going to maybe lay down on the couch and think of Nino Samuels for a few minutes and drink a six-pack. I'm, I don't know, I'm bitter. I'm going to go suck on lemons. We'll, <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! All right. I'm back. I'm refreshed. I had my six-pack. TJ, how, what did you do? Did you, how many lemons did you suck back? I tried to suck a bunch, but I ended up angrily getting in Atrocitus, the Rage Lantern. And that's what I am sometimes. I am the Rage Red Lantern of DC Comics. I am Atrocitus. Because, man, sometimes wrestling pisses me off. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. No, no, don't worry. I'm not going to bitch about anything. I just say that sometimes I can be a little bit angry or bitter. Yes, the lemons do taste great. Um... (laughs) You know what? Uh, before we get in talking about our programs of the week, Elio, we have been doing a, a little something. We've been doing sort of a what would you call this? Like it's like a it's like a kind of counter uh, competition we've been doing where we every week we have um, because we do three shows that we cover regularly yep. for weekly programs. We started a point system where if you were the team, if you had the best rating of the week, we would give you two points. If you had the second best, you'd be one, and if you were the worst of the week. We gave you the big fat goose egg. And then we decided to start counting them up over the year to see which show came out with the most points. And we would discuss sort of the trends and a bit about the shows that we were following. So, Elio, first of all, who won number one over the year with the most okay, points? So Don't tell me the points. First place goes to NXT UK. NXT UK. Now, that's interesting because when we started this whole thing, it was one of the shows that took us a while to get into. We found ourselves struggling a bit. Uh, the other shows were a little stronger. Mm-hmm. But like I've said, man, NXT UK really has come on and strong the last couple of months, like the last six months. It's definitely one of the shows that I, I enjoy watching the most during the week. And uh, then we have a, a tie between the other two. Okay. And then MLW and AEW. Now, here's the interesting part about this, folks. MLW, we've been tracking for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, AEW, we've only just started tracking. So that's got to tell you that MLW, we've said before, had a very strong start of the year. But, man, midway through the year, it was looking crappy. Uh, the whole Tijuana, Mexico outings, uh, the, the, the excessive... Um, violent matches that were just ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, the, the, you know you, we joke about this but Matt warner was one of our favorites and they've reduced him to like this hardcore grossness that we just wanted to end just give us back our Matt warner and, and it continued this week with that promo yeah and and we're gonna get to that but uh man and then okay 
Uh, what does it tell you though with AEW? Not too bad. Not the greatest. It didn't right. really dominate, but it was strong enough to get some good ratings in for the first while. And I know me and Elio. I mean, what are they like? Ten episodes in. I know there were maybe two of the episodes that me and you picked as like the number one of the week. Yeah. But most yeah. of them were midway, and even a couple that were zeros. So it hasn't got off the greatest, but there's still hope. And hey, what happens now, folks, is we wipe the slate clean, we start again. Now, there are a few other shows that uh, we had tracked. Uh, ROH's numbers, before we dropped it, does it compare to any of the numbers that finished? ROH, okay. When, uh, we, when we started doing it, it, was, it did uh, four weeks of uh, zero points, and oh. it only did... Um, Three, it only came in first place three times. So, obviously, a very poor showing for ROH. And I know Impact is something we talked a bit about, but it just, it, it was in the toilet so much. I, I don't, rec- I don't think it did Impact. Do you recall the entire year? Did we ever have an Impact? Uh, we, we never, we never added Impact to this. Oh, okay, okay. But we've talked about it and there was never, uh, we've talked, yeah, we've talked about it, but we've there was never an episode call. that would even crack into the other three. So it just wasn't that. Uh, we so had okay, to stop for how bad it was. That, now, here we go. We're starting the counter over again at zero. So, first of all, congratulations to NXT UK. <laughs> Let's see if next year, NXT UK, after the next Wrestle Kingdom, is at the top of the pile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, now let's get into uh, let's get into NXT UK's episode for this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, what stood out the best for you, brother? Oh well, first of all, that Tony Storm segment. I just I just love how White Piper and Nibbin just headbutted her. You know what? It's about damn time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were making Piper Niven look just like a cringy, whiny, those pathetic faces that you're just like you don't want to like them because they're too. Yep. They act too mm-hmm. stupid. Like they act like they've lost their minds and they don't, you know, she was starting to become like that. And I was getting really upset, you know, uh, finally she acted like a person who's been pushed no matter how good you are, you're pushed to a point and you do something. Tony storm pushed her to a point. Yeah. She headbutted Tony storm in the face. And yeah. I was like, yes. Okay. I mean, that's, a, that's such a heel move. I, I, I want you to do me a favor and step aside. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for the and, championship, <laughs> and then spin her around as she tries to leave. You damn straight, you get a headbutt in the face for something like you that. You know, Piper, Niv- Piper Niven was uh, channeling me because in her mind she was saying, "I'm sure you're mistaken." Yeah, I'm sure you're mistaken. <laughs> <the arch. laughs> uh Tony Storm definitely looks to me like she's going you know. heel. You know, uh, where does this put Kaylee Ray? <sighs> I don't know. Kaylee Ray's painful. Um, she could just drop off the TV like uh, Nino Samuels, or uh, or we haven't seen Team Jizzy in a while, so you know, she could go the way. Actually, the last time we saw them, uh, Jesse Gabber walked out on her, Jenny. Yeah, so uh, hey, maybe we got at least looking forward to uh, Ginny getting her ass kicked by Jazzy. Ginny and Jazzy jumping anyway. Uh, and, uh, another, another highlight for me was the Ilya Dragunov Alexander Wolf match. Now, okay, now you're not going to steal my favorite part of this because I told you to watch this. Oh, no, okay? go ahead. Okay, now, folks, uh, me and me and Elio have been very big fans of Dragunov. Yep. Um, the only thing we've ever criticized him for, 
was how goofy he looks outside of the ring, acting like he's like kind of a robot in a big suit, uh, which looked really strange with his ascot. And, but um, what uh, what also what I never really brought up is as much as I enjoy his wrestling, mm-hmm. is I've never always been impressed by his uh, finishing maneuver, the Moscow Missile. The, the tor- torpedo, uh, Moscow torpedo, whatever. Yeah, what it's yeah. It's, yeah. Is it called the Moscow missile or something? Or uh, I don't know. Uh, but something about torpedoes. It it never really um, really won me over. I've enjoyed everything else he does, and I'm just like, eh, okay, whatever. He's got kind of a weak finisher. Yep. This week, when he launched into that move, he did this little snap thing with his head mm-hmm. when he made contact, and I got to tell you, he made that maneuver this week look like it was the most devastating effing mover you ever saw. Like it was going to take your freaking head off if he hit you with that. I hope he continues to do it like that because it looked great. Folks, if you know what we're talking about, go back and look at that. Look when he nails Alexander Wolf with it. That looked like one of the coolest moves of the entire year. Yeah, we're only a couple days. But still... (laughs) Damn yeah, I, I I went back and uh, looked at it to see what you were told when you told me about it. I before we went there, I took a look at it and I saw what you were talking about. That was really good. So, uh, other than that, uh, I mean, I don't really am a fan of uh, the outliners, outliers. outliers. Uh, I don't even know how to say. It. I was calling them the outliers. I don't know. Yeah, I just call them the knothead muscle boys. Uh, Who are they? Because you said uh, one was Riddick Moss. I don't know what the yeah. other guy's saying. Oh, I don't even remember his name. And yet, he's probably the one who's going to have more success because he's so freaking big. Okay. He's a giant muscle dude, okay? Uh-huh. Um, Riddick Moss, I'm sorry, but I don't see a lot in that dude. He doesn't have that interesting quality to him. There's nothing yeah. about him that makes you... Maybe, you know, he's going to have to find a tag team partner who has more charisma mm-hmm. to carry him. Yeah. Uh on the flip side, we talked about uh, Ashton Smith and what's his name? Jordan Oliver Jordan? Carter. Oliver, Oliver Carter. Oliver Carter. I was thinking of the other guy over at MLW. Yeah, um, Oliver Carter is. We laugh about this. Is they made such a big deal about he's coming. Oliver. Yeah. And he did nothing but job. And he, <laughs> and he just he looks. He's always come across to me as a guy playing wrestler, yeah. not being a wrestler. Uh, Ashton, however. I've enjoyed a little more, but I like them as a tag team, <laughs> and uh, I think it, I think Ashton's going to be the the guy that you hot tag off to, you know, and he comes in and clears house. And I think Carter's going to spend most of his time playing Ricky Morton, getting his ass beat until he makes the hot tag. Um, well, I, don't know. I want to see more from this guy first. Yeah, yeah. I, and the other one, I, I would talk really quickly about Kona Reeves. Uh, Kona Reeves, I know you're not the biggest. What, what are you thinking of Kona Reeves when you see him? What are you, what are you thinking? When I see him, uh, I don't know what to think. Like, I, I'm just not seeing I need to see more from this guy before I can really see anything. Right now, I'm just not really a big fan. I want to see more. Okay. I, I know I know. for me, um, I see a bit of something in him. I mean, yeah. he, I don't see that he's going to be, like, a major WWE star. I don't think he's going to be WrestleMania main eventing anything. Mm-hmm. But I think he could be a solid uh, mid-card guy. He has a spark to him. He definitely has to work on his wrestling. But he's got some heel stuff. He's got some way with the mic. He's got a cool look. He's a big dude. Uh, I think if with the right packaging, he could he could do something interesting. Okay. And uh, I'm not even going to talk about Cassius Ono this week. <laughs> uh, the American who's or claiming like to be Arrow. Britain's greatest wrestler. Uh, 
Uh, although, okay, wait, I, you know, I said I was going to talk about it. Let's face it, I am a little intrigued when he was shooting his mouth off and Dave Mastiff said, you want to fight a real British wrestler? You know where to find me. Yeah, and I was like, that. I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week's episode. What are we going to rate it? Let me think. In my head, I'm going to give it... I'm going B-. minus. Not horrible by any means, not spectacular by any means, but pretty good, solid, in the middle of the road for me. Okay. I'm going to go with a B because for the same reasons. It wasn't good, but it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So uh, let's move on to MLW this week. Okay. MLW. Now, uh, <coughs> some good and some bad in this one. Um, anything you really enjoyed? Oh, MLW. You know what? <clears throat> the only highlight for me was that Davey Boy Smith match. Very good. Very good match. Um, the, the rest of it, I couldn't really. Well, there's some, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's face it, it wasn't the best uh, showing of the night. Um, Tom Lawler versus Rip Von Eric. <laughs> oh, just a weird kind of... That's a typical heel thing, right? You know, that's like dressing up uh, a midget as Rey Mysterio and beating on him. Or, you know, like, we've seen heels do that, so I get that. Um, I'm not impressed with this uh, Strong Hearts team. Oh, I'm not impressed either. I, we've talked about this. Uh, Seema's a legendary wrestler, but mm-hmm. I mean... What about the dude? What they said the one guy in there is like five foot three, uh, in their the team. He's like this tiny little dude. Um, yeah, and Contra just kind of slapped them around. <laughs> is, that five, is, that, is that five foot three in Michael Stunt's world? Yeah, so he's probably like five feet or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five three, I'm t- probably taller than them. Yeah, it uh. The strong hearts are, I don't even know why they call themselves, I guess because they have hearts inside, because they obviously don't have strong bodies. They're not that big. Um, Contra unit just slapped them around. Um, one of the things I'm not enjoying is Tom Lawler's portrayal right now. Yeah, um, I don't like this uh, Tom Lawler character. You know, like, he's supposed to be this tough MMA training guy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I know we didn't do an episode last week. We took a week off. Um, we missed one episode of MLW. It included a foot chase where he ran away from uh, which Von Eric is it? Russ Von Eric. Oh. He ran away, or he ran away from Von Eric through the streets, through the gas stations, and it's like this is a tough MMA guy <laughs> running away wow. constantly. I don't get that. Uh, I don't. Is this find last that. week? Yeah, it was last week's episode. Oh my! They kept cutting to it, and it, it was just terrible. It was terrible, and. Uh, it makes me think that it makes Lawler not seem like he is really legitimately tough at all. And isn't that the point of being a former MMA guy? Yeah. You know, your character's supposed to be tough. And running away, I I, I don't, yeah. I, I'm not digging that at all. Okay. This week's episode, MLW, I'm going to give it a C. I mean, it, it bordered on poor. Um, it could have been better. I think... The main event would have been better had there been a better team facing Contra Unit. Uh, the Strong Hearts did not have very good showing. Yeah, was, uh, I'm going to give it a C as well. Uh, I just 
I didn't like this week's episode. There was that Mance Warner promo at the beginning. That was just bad. Yeah, it took the it took the air right out of you. Yep. Right away, I knew okay, this episode's gonna suck. Especially when you know how good Mance can be. Like you can know how entertaining he can be. You, he, there's been episodes, dude, where he was the highlight. His his promo is what made us love the entire show. Like you know? he said, he said, uh, man, well, dance like the dance. Uh, well, let's keep dancing. I'm like, please stop. <laughs> yeah, please stop. The music stopped, Vance. He's hit you enough times in the head that's just ringing your hand. That's not music, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I give it a C. What, what are you gonna give it? Yeah, I give it a C. All right. Now, AEW. Let's Ooh. talk about the fat elephant in the room. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. We just finished watching AEW. Um, okay. I talked about, you know, before we went on, I said there was a few things that I, I found interesting in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the opening match kind of interesting, although the whole setup of the match was awkward and silly, yep. you know. Uh, but I get super props to the AEW guys because when people would come out, they'd have like the name across the screen and then there'd be like a little fact above it. And some of them would be like, oh, you know, like Sammy Guevara beat Dustin Rhodes last week. But when, <laughs> when Adam Page came out, it just said, Adam Page will not pay private party $12. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then they showed a little vignette before the match where Private Party was trying to get $12 out of Adam Page for a drink they made him. And I was like, awkward? That whole setup was awkward? But the $12 little comment thing was gold. That was comedy. Um, That match started off really strong. It kind of got sucky in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then it came off strong. Uh, There was a lot of play with, is Adam Page going to turn on the elite? Uh, They've been, like, especially... um, you know, Jim Ross used to, I used to love Jim Ross a lot, but I'm not digging him right now. No. And it's no, like he's telegraphing so much stuff. Jim Ross is just I don't know what to say. Yeah. I mean, he's constantly beating us over the head that Adam Page doesn't hang out with the thing. Oh, is Adam and it's just like you're so heavy handed with it that it's like if it actually happens, it's not even going to feel that great. It's going to be like, eh, yeah, well, JR said it was coming. You know? Yep. Just too heavy-handed. You know, uh, I like the subtlety of more like, um, oh, oh, what was that about? You know, like, not like, oh, he's turning on him, I think. Maybe he'll, <laughs> you know, like, come on, Jim. Okay. Um, what else was in there that I liked? Oh, boy. i tell you what I didn't like. There was a few things that really made the thing that made me the maddest in this whole show. Mm-hmm. They take our girl Chris Stradlander, who love her. Yep. We finally get this match with Rio for the belt, and it turns out to be just a crappy angle. I wanted to like this match, and then they gave us that that crap at the end. And we should have known as soon as Brandy Rhodes came out and went on the commentary, it was like, okay, you know something's bad's gonna happen. And like halfway through the match, her like cronies come out and they're surrounding the ring. And you're like, there is no way in hell they're gonna let Statlander win because she yeah. refused to join them. Um, they tried to tease you with maybe they're gonna help Chris Stratlander, you know, but it was so obvious that they weren't. You know, once again, JR yeah. just be- being an idiot. Um yeah. It, it makes me mad, you know. Let's face it. Riho does not is a piss poor champion. 
Uh, she weighs like 62 pounds. Mm-hmm. She's tiny. She's unbelievably uncredible as a wrestler. Um, she has barely been around for the last month. Um, why the hell does she have the belt? You know, Chris Stradlander, the, the fans have taken her from day one. She's yeah. a girl who came into this company with no fanfare. Nobody really knows who the hell she is. I mean, yeah, she wrestles in the, in the independence in California. And maybe if you live there, you've seen her. But other than that, me and you, we've never heard of her. We have no idea who she is. But she comes in three or four weeks in a row with solid matches that won us. It was like, yeah. And you know what? She run the AEW crowd. Everybody wanted her to win that belt tonight. You know? <laughs> There's nobody in there that, that didn't want that in the crowd who was like, you know? So to pull this kind of... When you don't need Riho as a champion, is she even going to be around? Who knows? And then to, I would have preferred this. It would have been some saving grace if Statlander had somehow beaten the odds and the interferences and won the belt. That would have been at least a cool story with a setup. Instead, we just got a shitty story with a setup. Yeah. And uh, not not happy about that. Uh, just terrible des- decisions in booking. And uh, that's the crap like WWE pulls where you know the right thing to do is to do this. The crowd is going to love it. You can elevate someone to a higher thing and you think, nah, they'll take us whatever shit we give them. That made me mad. That wasn't cool. Uh, also, uh, not a fan of the, what are those? The Dark Order? The Dark Order, the Treasure oh. Crew, Christopher Daniels. <laughs> you know, folks, it was so terrible. We're not even going to dignify it and explain what happened. It was garbage. Just don't know garbage that I don't see on my TV. It was bad. Okay. Um, I guess, uh, I don't know. The Luchasaurus, what do they call themselves? The Luchasaurus Express. Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had this match with uh, the best friends and Orange Cassidy. Uh, A few observations. Marco Stunt, still too small and ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) Jungle Boy. Uh, he's kind of uh, Luchasaurus, cool. Flipping yep. on the other side, Trent Beretta, yeah, he's pretty good. Chuck T- Chucky T, not so good. Right. And uh, Orange Cassie, don't effing get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Did you see when he got tagged in? The entire crowd got up on their feet so that he could go in and do his pretend kicks to the shin. I don't <laughs> buy this. I don't get it. Maybe maybe I'm too old. Maybe I don't see the ironicness, funniness in it, but I just think it's stupid. It is just really stupid. And uh, I, I was sitting there watching this. I was laughing, but like, you know, ha ha, laughing. I was yeah. like, because you know, I don't get it. Like this, he just sends a pretend to kick the guy, and then he like he he does a, he shuffles uh, sideways, and then he hits his drop kick. Yeah, I he uh, goes flying through the ropes uh, with, with his, his hands in his, his pocket. Uh, <laughs> I don't get Orange Cassidy, and my God, they had better never make him a main eventer or a championship because that—that <laughs> that is just a pure weird gimmick, and I—it's only on gimmick. Um, one other thing, I, I forgot to mention this. Man, leaping Lanny Poffo is an idiot. Like, uh, <laughs> oh no, the way he talks is so ridiculous. He talks like he's a radio guy <laughs> in the real world. Oh, I am good to see. I saw Jimmy Valiant. Oh, just like, whatever. Like, <laughs> man, take a breath. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, and there's a guy who's lived his entire uh, career off of a really crappy gimmick back in the 80s. <laughs> right? The genius. Brother. Oh, the genius was so bad. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So all in all, I'm going to say AEW really angered me with a lot of the bad crap yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, so much so. Wait, what about that last uh, segment? Oh yeah, I guess the John Moxley thing. Uh, yeah, was going to happen. Uh, yeah, you know what? And even the longer it went, because it was going so long, I'm like, he's going to turn on him. He's going to turn <laughs> I'm on sure him. Yes, of course. Um, he's like, oh, I forgot, I forgot something. Yeah. I was lying. He's <laughs> lying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it just made me remember there is one little thing I got to, I forgot to bring up, and we'll we'll talk about it after we uh, wrap up all these. Uh, AEW for this week. Because it was two hours, because you pissed me off so much with that, I'm going to give you a C minus. C minus, more on D. Yeah, I really definitely would have rather watched MLW, and it was kind of painful this week. So I, what is that? I, I think I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that D because uh, there was there was like some good, but there was like more crap on this. Yeah, there was just too much crap. Like yeah. it was like it was like a pile of crap. It's like we knocked over an outhouse and fell in the hole. <laughs> It was oh, terrible. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, folks, uh, in my genius, because I knew Lanny Puffo, now, uh, <laughs> in my head, uh, that puts NXT UK getting two points, uh, MLW getting one point, one point. And, and AEW and is zero. With zero wow. two, because there's two of us. Uh, great start starting first. out the year well. Very well, no, are we? Not. No, they're not. Don't 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 screw over our girl Chris, man. Loving don't that. Do shit. it. Don't we'll do it. Get, we'll come get you. Come get you, indeed. <laughs> All right. So you know what? Uh, before we talk about the exciting new contest that Wrestling POV is going to be running for the entire year, in conjunction with the uh, pay-per-view points game, I forgot to bring up something. We forgot to talk quickly about New Year's Dash. Okay? Oh, okay. And New Year's Dash sort of sets up uh, where the next direction is, right? Okay. Uh, we got we caught at the very end of Wrestle Kingdom after Naito had won the belt, Kenta came in and attacked him, and then Kenta made a run at him again near his dash. So that's definitely going to be the next main event feud. It'll be Naito versus Kenta down the road. Okay. okay. But, and you know what? I did look it up, and nobody has done... You were right. Nobody has done it to this extent. But John Moxley... Uh, called out on the second night. He called out anybody who he thought, you know, like, is there anyone who thinks they're tough? Blah, 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 blah. I'll take on anyone. Out came Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki lays out Moxley. Well, the next night, this has barely ever happened in his career. Minoru Suzuki got his ass laid out by Moxley pretty freaking hard. Wow. So this is, I got to tell you, man, I love Suzuki matches, especially when they put him up against someone who's going to take the fight to him i mean a lot of times people don't you get them guys who just barely lucky to squeak by um i was trying to think who would i want to see minoru suzuki fight moxley that's incredible i never thought that could happen if that's going to happen that's going to be off the hook good i mean moxley is a big man i mean it's hard to tell especially in new japan he looks massive in new japan um i think that's what I want to see, the only, you know who I want to see in the end? My, my next, my big Minoru Suzuki dream match down the road. I want to see Minoru Who's Suzuki that? take on Zack Sabre Jr. Oh. Like a real match, not like a friendly yeah. tournament. Like the two yep. of them are pissed, but they also want to outdo each other wrestling. 
that will be out yeah. the hook. But right now, Moxley looking hot, gonna go in there, excited for that match. Um, okay. I'm kind of hoping it's the last we see of Chris Jericho in New Japan for a while. Yeah, he looked, he looked terrible in those matches. He, now, folks, I, I, don't know, I don't know, like last year and this year, he he looked terrible both times. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at least last year he had a he wasn't as terrible, but he looked really terrible this year. <laughs> um, so folks, uh, I want to talk about uh, a little thing that Wrestling POV likes to do, our, our sister show, which, by the way, you can listen to on the same network you're listening to us, but you can also find it on such places as, let me get this now, iHeartRadio, yep. Spotify, yep. Podbean, yes. oh my goodness, Facebook, and... As you see this, we're probably going to end up being on YouTube. You know, they're probably going to have their shows up there too, as they're going to do their recordings live in the future. So plenty of places to do. They're a four-man crew, okay? Us two brilliant Canadians, we are so freaking great that you only need two of us. They're <laughs> half as good as us, so they need four of them, okay? You got Tony Diaz, who's big enough to be all four of them. You got Mimi Goody. Not going to say anything mean, Mimi. I'll be I'll be a gentleman. You got Rick Serrano. I'm the third. gentleman. No, no, I said we're going to be gentlemen. Me and you no, he said gentlemen. I'm going to be the gentleman. I said I'm the gentleman. What okay, I'm too, okay, I'm too tall <laughs> to be the gentleman. Okay, and I, and I don't drink enough alcohol, but I will be a gentleman. And then Rick Serrano III. Do not give this man sugar before a show. He goes insane. And then the most evil sock puppet you've ever seen in your life. That little, he corrupted our poor gentleman to cheat once to win uh, the Pink's Preview game. But you know what? The four of them, they have a regular show, just like us. They're our sister show. Great time. They're a crazy bunch. They're a little crazier than us. We're a little bit reserved up here in Canada. They're off the hook. I don't even understand half the words they say. Boochie, uh, <laughs> coochie, booty, kapoo. I don't know. And they got some weird obsession with Cardi B when we all know Alanis Morissette is your princess and savior. Okay? Anyhow, um, check them out. But you know what? They usually run per, uh, per big... Um, pay-per-views, they yeah. do a thing called the Wrestling Paint... The play... Ah! Wrestling, the, the Wrestling POV pay-per-view points game. Now, okay, I want you to explain the original game, and then I'll explain the tack-on stuff they're adding. Okay, so how okay. do you play this game? Uh, a pay-per-view's coming up. Elio, tell them how they play. Okay, so the original game is you bet between five and ten points. Uh, some matches on the bigger events like WrestleMania Royal Rumble will be worth 20 points. Plus, you bet on uh, the finish of the match, whether it's a count, pinfall, count out, or disqualification. And those are three points. However, um, if you pick no, if you pick no winner, then you can't, then uh, you can't, you can't pick a winner. Because if you can't make a pick on that match. And uh, whoever has the most points at the end uh, becomes the new WPOV champion, champion for, the, for, for that event. Now, uh, that was a tiny bit confusing, Elio. But uh, I tried to. I know, I know. You're just memory. I, here we're going to go. I got to try. And, this is how I remember it as the okay. most simplistic way, okay? Uh, Folks, they give you a sheet. They have all the matches lined up. Now, to, to participate, you have to like the page and be part of the group, okay? Then you can participate. That's what happens is, 
That's how you get in. Now they will lay out a a a, a card. And on the card, will have all the matches, and they'll tell you how many possible points you could bid on. Now, your points, folks, matches, you start at zero, and you vote. Suppose you think Elio's going to pin me in a match, and you bid five points. You win, you win five points. Suppose you bid five points and you lose, you're at minus five points. <laughs> you're at minus five points. So that's how it works. You bid from zero and work your way up to each time you guess right you can win the points you want but every time you lose you also got to be careful you bid a bunch of points on something and you lose you lose that down you could end up with minus points so that's what happens then you get mocked and if you're the last place person okay the first three what is it you you become the is it the world champion you become the wpov champion interstate champion and overseas champion so that's basically your gold, silver, and your bronze. Yep. Last place, they have a special award called the Rick Serrano the Turd Award because you're obviously playing like a piece of shit. So you end up <laughs> really badly. That's, that's where you blow all your points and you're not thinking. And, you know, it happens, I guess. I don't know. I've never won it, but I've only played it twice. Um, <laughs> Elio has cheated a few times. Have you ever won the Turd Award? Nope. Okay, okay. So that's that. Now, here's the exciting tack on to this game. I barely escaped a... one time. You really escaped? Okay. I thought I smelled Ted in the air. Anyways, um, <laughs> the new game that they're starting now is basically, look at it like almost like a NASCAR race thing, is starting at the thing. If you play every one of these this year, you have a chance to do accumulative points. And even if you played one, three, and seven, or a couple or whatever. If you score super big, you have the possibility of finishing at the end of all the games. They'll assign points. Like the first place winner, I get something like 20 points and it goes down until the last things, right? Here's the thing. If you manage to do consistently well, you don't even have to win one of those things. You could end up at the end, just like they do in IndyCar racing, just like they do in, um, in NASCAR. You could actually come in like third place in every time and win at the end because you've accumulated the most points. Now, they are putting together a pretty cool prize package. Now, they've been putting prize packages together for their things. They, they had mystery boxes and prizes and gift cards. But this year, this one is going to be super special at the end. They are having made a custom-made wrestling POV championship replica belt. Okay? Imagine that. Your own wrestling belt representing wrestling pov because you won that thing and you know what elio i'm gonna try and make a concentrated effort this year to play more i usually work during the weekend and i don't get a chance to get my votes in a lot so i end up not getting a chance to play uh plus i'm kind of scared i don't want to be the turd um, <laughs> <laughs> but i am gonna take a shot you know what i already own my own belt which i got from a credible company called the cnwa um but uh I wouldn't mind winning another belt and start, you know, my own belt collection. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go to WWE and buy some cheap-ass belt or buy some ROH belt. or What was the Fiend's belt? Like $10 million for that? No. <laughs> I'm going to earn that belt just like I earned that belt. Okay? So, folks, this is your chance. This is exciting stuff. Sign up. When the contest starts, like the page. If you're already uh, a fan and you're in there, you're automatically in. Got to make sure you like our pages, buddy. We need those numbers. You're putting food in our... Elio has children, man. He needs an outdoor swimming pool. Oh, no, wait. That's that wrestler. Sorry. Okay. Anyhow, very exciting stuff. Hopefully, we're going to see you guys uh, get in on it. Now, Elio, 
it was a great time last year spending the year uh doing wrestling with you yep. i'm ex- i'm excited uh i'm what's what's the future hold for every crappy thing we see there's some really cool stuff too mm-hmm. and uh i'm looking forward to the kind of stuff we're going to see this year in wrestling and um I'm hoping to get a chance to know some of you fans a little better. You fans have been great. You've come out from all over the world. You know, we have a steady base. You know, I, I always wrap off the places. I'm like, North America, Australia, New Zealand. And then I kiss super ass when I get to Russia. Because <laughs> <laughs> Privyet, I love you guys. Um, the thing is, I love all you fans. It's the fact that you get a chance to, that you're listening to us, that uh, you're, you're hopefully uh following some of the stuff we're checking say check out and that you're getting to enjoy the wrestling like we're getting to enjoy it and this year we want to make that effort you know we're sitting here on film so you can get a chance to see us to see what we're kind of like maybe get to know us a bit more well we want to know you fans more by all means right into us uh take that time to, to to interact we're more than willing to get your names out there we're more willing to get your views out there even if we disagree even you know we always joke about how we're gonna like make fun of you and blah 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 the truth is if you listen to the show we never really have made fun of anybody that's not the kind of guys we are we're wrestling fans and we get the fact that me and elio yes we agree quite a bit on some things but there are times where one of us does not see the same thing in another. And sometimes one of us convinced the other. I mean, Elio's convinced me to look at certain things another way. And I've convinced him to stop and take a look at things another way, too. And that's the, that's the beauty of this show. We're trying to find, we're trying to wade. We've got shovels, okay? We're digging through the piles of shit. That is bad wrestling. We're looking for that good solid nugget that might have fallen in there. There might be a gold turd or something. I don't know. But we're going to shine it up and we're going to let you see it. Hopefully it won't smell. Uh, We'll shine it up and hopefully you'll see it and hopefully you'll grab a shovel and join on us. Okay? So folks, have yourself a great night. Elio, I'm looking forward to what this year has to come. Wrestling POV guys, as much as we like to take jabs, love the idea of this contest. We're hoping to see more uh i'm going for that belt i'm tired of rick serrano the third we uh, you know what he he won, they also he won changed, off. sorry they also changed uh the third award for oh this i forgot time. about that yes what happens at the end if you have the worst point if you win the rick serrano the third award three times within the calendar year that award becomes named after that person that won it so you're pretty much saying it's going to stay Rick Serrano the turd. <laughs> <laughs> or Tony Diaz the turd. No, anyways. Uh, <laughs> boy, I am really shooting my mouth off here. It's going to end up being legend the turd. Uh, anyhow, folks, we, we just look forward to what the year has to come. Elio, say goodnight to the good people. While I sit in the back with Atrocitus and make angry things at the camera. All right, as soon as we will talk to you all next week. Here we are. Blatchman. Hicks Project. Go! Before the ending, every day I squat. If you do the same shit, you are my blood. Take some vodka, take some crack, I don't give a fuck. This is how we party in the Russian club.
a drink every day I squat If you do the same shit, you are my brat Take some vodka, take some crack, I don't give a fuck This is how we party in the Russian club Every day I drink, every day I squat If you do the same shit, you are my brat Take some vodka, take some crack, I don't give a fuck This is how we party in the Russian club